Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Dan. Lindsay's still on vacation. Hey, man, you know... <laughs> It's it's summertime. Everyone's having a good time. We're gonna pop. We're, we're gonna chat. And, yeah. And Lindsay will be back eventually. Yep. At, at her own at her own speed because you know the summer is long and Lindsay is tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna mix it up a little bit. We may have some guests. It may be the panda and I. It'll be Lindsay and I again. But yeah, it's I don't know. Schedules are freaking hard in the summer when all the weekends are awesome and you don't want to be stuffed in an attic. Sweating your balls off. I've had many monikers on the show. Uh, Engineer Dan. I've had uh, Panda. I've had just Dan. Hi, this is Dan. Like, I'm fine with all of them. All right. Panda is cool. If you just want to call me Panda, that's cool. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I recently got some a text thread, some pictures of my friend Grant, who moved to Virginia, Grizz, the grizzly bear. And him and his partner moved to Virginia because she took a job in D.C., and he went to the zoo recently, um, a rather infamous zoo with a lot of pandas. Ooh. And it was a hot summer day, and also the pandas are taking a break. There was <laughs> there was one that was out. It was like I don't f- fuck it, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm eating, but everybody else was in their air conditioned huts. <laughs> well, I love that he got to see one of them, just like a, a fat, cute little bear eating his bamboo. Yeah, man, pandas rule. <laughs> pandas rule. I identify heavily, dear listener. As a panda, because they are carnivores that exist almost entirely on a vegetarian diet. I'm not vegetarian, but I do like that. Uh, I I do like that uh, that 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 weird. It's the contradiction. Yeah, I like the contradiction of it. They're yep. like, yeah, we're carnivores, but you know what? We, we're we just eat, gonna do our own thing. We eat this wood. <laughs> I don't live by your rules. Yeah, I'm a panda your classifications. I'm a panda. Get off my lawn. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to eat and roll around? <laughs> what are we talking about today, Ronnie? Uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about kitchen witches. Oh, no, cool. cool. I don't. Yeah. I, I know very little about that. Yeah, I kind of. This has been sort of in the the back of my mind a few episodes ago. Lindsay and I mentioned that we wanted to cover corn dolls and that sort of thing. So we'll see. We'll see how stick to it I am. I reserve the right to change my mind next week about what I want to talk about. But I've got this desire to cover sort of a string of poppets. Ooh, and like so, the thing you put on the back of your cell phone. N- no. Yes. Is, that, is that called a poppet? I think it is. I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but no, poppets are, um, are are honestly, most people think of a voodoo doll when you think of like what a poppet Ooh. is. So that's one type of poppet. But poppets are, are doll figurines, humanoid shaped things that are used to represent specific people. And to aid in spells and witchcraft and that sort of thing. Really? Yeah. Really? So. Is this considered uh, dark no-no territory? No, no, not at all. So, yeah, I think that's like generally people think like voodoo doll and they think like evil spirits and black magic and I don't know. like I'm pro-voodoo for the the record. Yes, we we are very pro-voodoo and and. There's lots of harmful spells out there that take away the agency of the person you're inflicting them on that are seen as good magic. So it's really about the agency and how you're using it and who's involved. But poppets are just like a, it's like any other tool. It's a, it's a guidance. It's a symbol to help channel or direct or protect and that sort of thing. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. And all there's right. all different types. So today I wanted to talk about the kitchen witch variety. Okay. Well, uh, so a kitchen witch, I assume, would be a witch that practices their craft in a kitchen. And it's a lot of, um, like, kitchen spells. Like, meaning, like, you know, it's a lot of, like, I like, is it green witch adjacent? Is that safe to say? Uh, yeah, you, so that's... What's so, the difference between a green <laughs> witch and a kitchen witch? So, so that's a different topic altogether. So okay, well, so there's like, kitchen like, witchcraft. The yeah, okay. so okay, kitchen witchcraft is a type of witchcraft, much like green witchcraft or um, that type of thing. House witch, green witch, kitchen witch. You see books about that sort of stuff, and I would love to cover kitchen witchcraft, which is like you said, it's witchcraft magic practitions that is based around the hearth and home. And providing good company and providing healing through food and recipes and that sort of thing. It is very green witchcraft adjacent. It's, um, I don't think, and honestly, personally, my belief is like nobody's exactly just one thing anyway, but. Until you go on the internet and read a comment thread on anything. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I apologize to all of the green witches and the like a hearth witch. Be like, ah, that's that. I don't identify as a kitchen witch. Right. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. guys. Sorry, folks. folks <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> but yeah, it's very close to green witchcraft. But what I wanted to specifically uh, talk about is because. I was recently thinking about home, having, you know, Father's Day just passed, and uh, I always chat with my mom on Skype in the kitchen, and for years and years and years, we always had a kitchen witch, and it was a little cloth witch figurine that hung in the corner of our kitchen, specifically next to where the old chimney used to be, and she just sort of collected dust, sorry mom, (laughs) but... Uh, but it was like a very specific thing. It was like a known, like, yeah, that's the kitchen witch. And I just thought everyone had one. And then it turns out that we were weird and nobody else had one. But they are actually a thing. So Nobody else that you knew had Yes, one. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, n- none of my friends had them. We're not, we're not inventing a thing. No. Right. No. Yeah, so, okay, so look, your, your mom had this from childhood? I don't remember where she got it. I think it was gifted to her. That's sort of part of the tradition is... Um, it's good luck to give your friend a kitchen witch to like help watch over their kitchen. So I have a feeling it was like given to her when she moved into the house or something like that. You can't just go uh, on Etsy and buy your own. I mean, you probably could. You can. But you you but totally you could, can. But like, there's a superstition there, isn't? Yeah, it? there's you, a superstition that like you, you should gift it. Do to you your hold? Friends. Do you hold that to be true to you? I would buy my own kitchen witch if I saw one in the flesh and felt drawn to it. I generally, that's sort of my rule of thumb for all that sort of stuff. I don't like ordering those sort of things online for myself. That feels weird. I like to see it, touch it. Just looking at a picture of it for me doesn't do it. That's a pretty sweet loophole you've built in for yourself. (laughs) Right? I I don't buy what I want to buy when I want to buy it. (laughs) But if you want to buy me something, uh, let's talk about the thing I wish you would buy for me. (laughs) Let's talk about the kitchen witches. I don't no, have no, no. Cur- our, our house. Our house is currently kitchen witch free. It so is. So I feel, and her birthday is on oh, the horizon. <laughs> that was super not a hint. <laughs> but I can see how it's viewed that no, way. No, I get, I get it. I get it. I get it, Ronnie. I get it, Ronnie. <laughs> Pandas are pretty perceptive. Oh no. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's this like little witch. They the thing with them though is 
like poppets can come in any shape. Sometimes they look like a gingerbread man. Sometimes they like, you know, sometimes they look like a very ornate doll. These ones tend to look like more of a like traditional witch. So sometimes they're like even riding a little broomstick. They look almost sometimes like a little puppet, uh, but they always have that sort of stereotypical like hat, big nose, like old crone kind of vibe, which uh, I always liked. Is that what your uh, your mom's yeah. kitchen witch? Yeah. And what did that kitchen witch mean to her? It was. It was. I'm good sure luck. you asked as a yeah, kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, it, she. It was hung there for good luck. It was for the, just, yeah. just straight yeah, up. Just straight up. It's no, good luck. End, end of story. End of story. <laughs> you didn't have to honor it. You didn't no, have to do anything. You don't have to feed it. Honor zero it. upkeep. <laughs> zero upkeep. No dusting. <laughs> this one didn't get dusted. That much. one gathered dust. Yeah, <laughs> gathered <okay>. dust. <laughs> so maybe your mom didn't put a lot into it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, nice I don't thing. think so. It was a nice thing. It was a gift. It was a nice thing. It was supposed to bring good luck. There was no harm in in leaving it up there, but well, Ronnie, we've brought this up because I feel like you have a lot more to tell me about these, these <laughs> uh, kitchen witch sure. and, and pop poppet poppets poppet that's interchangeable. So, kitchen witch is a type of poppet. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So, tell me more about poppets. Well, I didn't research poppets. <laughs> okay, tell me more about kitchen witches. <laughs> I can tell you more about kitchen witches, we're, Dan. <laughs> we're getting, so we're getting really niche on one particular type of poppet without defining a poppet? Well, I defined a poppet as a, uh, thing. As, as a humanoid-shaped doll or, or whatever that's used to represent a person. Forgive me, dear yeah. listener. Forgive me. I was, I was in, I, I, I was, uh, I'm staring at her eyes. They're very blue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will do you know what maybe next week we'll backtrack next week I'll I'll get ready and talk about poppets in depth fair but like in, in the meantime in between time kitchen well, witches kitchen witches yeah so uh, I did look up some kitchen witch stuff to see where they came from and that sort of thing I have no idea who gifted my mom hers I wish I did but they're apparently uh, <laughs> there's no known 100% like this is where they come from origin but the oldest recorded uh, version of them is from England in 1599, where this old dude uh, passed away and left his belongings. And in his will um, to his wife and three sons, he specifically mentioned, and in the cupboard in the hall, you will find a kitchen witch that lives by the chimney. That I give to my son, Roger. Okay, now that sounds like it was a, a, a prevalent thing. For fifteen ninety nine, yeah, but I love that. I love that. You know, people put their kitchen witches in their cupboards. Apparently, uh, this one was in a cupboard <laughs> next okay. to the chimney. Sure, well, it is tradition for so poppets and chimneys kind of go together. There's, I haven't dived into the why behind that, but I know that sometimes that's the place where you're supposed to store your poppet is in the chimney. Now, what is it believed to do there? I think um, beyond just like bring like. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, so specifically near the chimney, it's supposed to prevent evil spirits or specifically bad witches from flying down the chimney and into your home. It's like a guardian angel. It's a line that they will not cross. Man, let me tell you, in a world full of chim- chimneys, I think we need more of these kitchen <laughs> <laughs> No but- one wants any, any bad spirit flying down that thing. But an actual, like the kitchen witch is supposed to bring um, good luck and sort of general like happiness to your kitchen and home because like the hearth was like super important. But they do a variety of like good little, good little cooking things. Okay. Now you've, 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 I was, I was, you were zoning out. I was zoning out. (laughs) 
go ahead. What okay. are they? What, what are we doing? Like they're near the chimney. They're in your house. They're yep. in your cupboard. They're they're, they're so keeping the spirits away. So yeah, if all but those things, especially in like the Tudor time when we were like this uh, will was uh, talked about, the chimney would also be where like your cauldron is, where you do all your cooking because they did it over the fireplace. So they're supposed to keep your pots from boiling over. They'll keep your stew from burning. Oh, okay. They'll keep your, in modern times, keep your toast from burning. I also saw beans. Kind of depends on what you eat. They'll keep stuff from burning. They will... Toast and beans are both things that you can burn. Yes. <laughs> They'll keep you from over-salting your food. Okay. <laughs> I saw that one more than once. I was like, you can do that? <laughs> but, That's, yeah. Okay. All right. That sounds... Yeah. Uh, that sounds tacked on to me, but... <laughs> uh, the bigger ones were that they would keep your... Uh, they would keep your milk from curdling and your um, protect your bread and cakes from not rising. And I thought that one was particularly cool because those are two very common things that come up in descriptions of ye old times when people were accused of being witches. People would be like, she spoiled my milk or my cakes didn't rise for three days. The neighbor across the street has cast a spell on me. So you'd hang a kitchen witch to keep those things from happening. They're basically like protecting you from bad witches. I love it. I love it. I love everything about the kitchen witch. I, I, I must confess, dear listener, that I am a skeptic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't think that these things actually work, but I think they're cute, and I like that idea of where they come from. Specifically that one, like, tied to the chimney and the curdling milk, and it's a symbol of good luck. And Right, you're just putting the will of what you want to have come true with a little more oomph yeah. into this thing. That you then hang in your in your in your in your kitchen. Yep. And I think that's great. Yep. I yeah. I like I interesting folklore like that. Whatever helps you keep the faith that someday that maybe you're just not good at baking. <laughs> or the humidity changes. Yeah. They didn't know about that so then. Big weather <laughs> thing. Big weather yep. issue. Big weather issue. Now, Veronica, I I feel like you alluded to this, or maybe we maybe we did this off air, but uh, this reminds me very largely of the hanging uh, like Irish pub theory right which you introduced me to right because we have on the front of our house a halloween decoration we leave a, a specter, a specter yeah, yeah, yeah. hung up all year round we're yeah. the big red house with the ghost on the front right right now i learned about the tradition from like back back in my early barman days and as a barman i like i you this i mean we're in boston Greater Boston area, a lot of a lot of pubs. Like at most pubs, I suppose in greater cities, there's a lot of Irish pubs, kind of thing. But the point being, like a lot of these pubs have very large. You can't go to like pub Spectre decorations are us. They <laughs> they seem very largely like made by the owner, or they seem very DIY. Okay. But a lot of Irish pubs tend to hang a specter in the bar as a good spirit to occupy the space. And that good spirit essentially becomes a, a, a spiritual paladin for the bar to keep bad spirits out. No, I have, I feel like I've seen this. When you told me that, I was like, oh, that seems so familiar. But I can't put in my mind a Boston bar with a good spirit hanging in it. And so now I was curious, uh, it's hard to say post-COVID time who's got what, but is there like, is there a bar that like comes to mind for you where I can like run out this week to check it out? 
Well, that, well, so one bar has been renovated. Sally O'Brien's at the bottom of the hill. They had a spirit. They might still. I don't know. It was definitely behind the bar. The bar that was Bull McCabe's is now closed. I'm sorry. We're doing this in a time when co- like you can't explore a lot of these bars because they've either like did not survive COVID or did not survive whatever. But uh, before Bull McCabe's at the bottom of the hill in our in our area was Bull McCabe's. It was a bar called the Tiernanog. Okay. And the Tiernanog had a spirit. Oh, cool. Hung in that tradition. And like the, I feel like the bar where I learned this from was a bar in Central Square in Massachusetts called River Gods. Oh, And okay. River Gods had a big old spirit chandelier in a very, it was a very old, dark place, but they, their spirit was illuminated. That's awesome. And then the field had one. Yeah, you know, it's the I think it's the field that I like when I think of which also RIP the field, but yeah, a lot of these bars didn't didn't survive. The spirits convened elsewhere. <laughs> uh, do you know any idea at all like the where that came from or if that's a, like a really old thing because I did some digging uh, or looked around a little bit and I couldn't find any articles or any folklore that pertains specifically to a spirit in the bar, but I found some other cool stuff around bar folklore or, or not even folklore fact, very factual to deal with spirits. I was like, I don't know. I don't, I, uh, to, to answer your question, I, I have not done any research beyond field research. Sure. You see these things and you, you're drinking and you have a conversation maybe with the owner, maybe with, Someone and they decide to tell you this story and they sure. describe why that is. And then you go to Chicago and you go to New York and you go to Boston and you go to these small little independent pubs and you see a kitchen witch in it. That, like this, right. this, <laughs> I, this Irish specter like hanging up and it's, it's not, it doesn't say Budweiser on the side. <laughs> it doesn't, it like, it's literally just a, a glowing spirit that is hung there. And I, there, it, it, I feel like it's tradition to, like, like uh, it's a cleansing for the space to drive out bad spirits or keep bad spirits away, much like how you would place a kitchen witch yep. near, the chimney. near the chimney. Don't come in here. Yep. But, uh, this is defended by a kitchen witch. This is a pu- This like is a-, a place of hearth and happiness. Ex- and exactly. you're not welcome. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, like beyond like literal like like hand, like mouth to ear retellings of why those are there and then observing them like absent of each other in vacuums. That's in really cool. In different cities. Like this is not a chain. This is not a shtick. This is not the golden arches, but this is clearly something that is important. That is part of a tradition for the Irish. Well, one of the things that I did see when I was looking around, which also tied it to kitchen, witches, is the idea of, pubs and kitchens both being a place where the sick were held or where dying people were placed. So uh, I, I sort of, I'm going to tie this together. I have no proof of putting this together, but this is in my head how this all sort of works. I love it. So the hearth and the home was often the warmest room in the house. I was going to say that that's why you put those people right. there. And it was also where you like, it was the one-stop shop for sort of witchy type people, people that were dubbed witches, people that are making poultices and stews and brewing and teas. It's all done around the hearth or in the kitchen. And it's if you are sick or injured or ill, that 
that's where they'd put you, unfortunately, like near the medicine, near the warmest room in the house to help you. And so what better place to have like a, a good spirit to help make sure that your like shit doesn't get fucked up while you're making it. And then I also read sort of same idea ish in, uh, in the like mid 1800s, British pubs, shoot, no, Irish pubs. This is specific to Irish pubs were used as morgues. So when somebody would die, they didn't often have a morgue or a mortician, but they would need to store the body. They figured out you need to put the body somewhere cool. And often in these smaller towns, especially the only cool place was the beer cellar in the pub. The root cellar yeah. of the pub. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so a lot of these really, really old pubs, you'd even, they even started getting marble tables so that the mortician um, or the uh, coroner or whatever could like actually come and do the autopsy right there in the bar if needed. And so a lot of dead people were stored in the beer cellar and what, <laughs> like, what better reason to have a good spirit to protect your bar when you've got a bunch of dead people being stored in your bar. It makes a whole lot of sense where you would you would you would hang some sort of kitchen witch type yeah. belief system in your bar if in the summer months dead bodies were in your root cellar next to your casks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kinda kinda neat. That would be a good reason to hang one. Well man, Ronnie that's both dark and likely. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I also uh, really enjoyed that that particular article that I was reading that had a bunch of Irish bar folklore refer- referred to the bars as publicans. Yeah, that's a very, that, that's, a, that's a very like uh, British Isles reference. It just sounded yeah. really cool. It makes them sound I really think, fancy. I think it's, uh, uh, who's that? Who's the clown that wrote the Dubliners? Classical author. Well, I don't know. Fair enough. You guys can like, you guys Google it, learn something. I I've learned it a while ago, and I just like I just I, I left it on the side of the road. But uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, you people people came up with a belief system based on what they were dealing with, and then now here we are talking about kitchen witches. Yeah, uh, now it's a cute little charm. Give that me you one can more fun on fact. Etsy. <laughs> yeah, give me yeah, give me another fun fact about it. Oh man, one more fun fact. Um. I feel like voodoo dolls, because that's that was like a that was another form of like a some like a pagan situation that they like threw Jesus at when 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 we were trying to convert all the people that weren't into Jesus in the world. By we, I mean the I mean like the the the, the Catholic Church, um, and I really feel like they've probably got in voodoo and the voodoo doll at least a through line to kitchen witches there. They, they made voodoo dolls to, um, to, for, for the sake of protection and for guidance and for wanting, but voodoo dolls are probably a different. Yeah. I don't uh, honestly is a voodoo doll. I don't know anything about voodoo dolls beyond they're a poppet. So, so okay. I so, don't feel comfortable speaking about them because I, I really don't know. I can't they're, believe they're Hollywoodized. Do, why? Why are we not doing poppets just by and large without we're zooming in on kitchen witches? My goodness, this sounds crazy. Because 
I didn't have a lot of time to prepare this week, so I chose a topic that was easy. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I, I'm sorry I'm making it difficult. No, you're not. It's, the, it's, it's the, fine. It's the, it's the panda. The people are going to want to know. It's the panda in the nature. they be like, why like- are you going backwards? But no, I, I do want to. This is something I've wanted to do for a while. So I do want to do poppets. And then I also want to do uh, corn dolls, which are a different type of poppet. Okay. 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 And I want to do voodoo dolls. So there's a lot of wants here. Let's do puppets <laughs> in full when we got Lindsay back. Okay, great. You and Lindsay, maybe a panda, just like just, just strafe the entire puppet storyline. I'm I'd be into that. I'd be into that. <laughs> uh, you know what else I'd be into? Because I'm I'm sweating quite profusely up here in this very insulated studio. I'd like to get another beer. Okay. Would you can I get you a beer? Yes. You, would you like to, <laughs> I had to check to see where mine was at. <laughs> do you, do you want to light your ritual candle go away, or do you want to leave the ritual candle off the table right now? No, I'll, I'll light it. Yeah. I'll light it. This is a little bit of a backwards episode anyway, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You I'll light do the that. candle. I'm going to get a beer. Okay. Okay, cold beer, and I realized as we were taking that little break, it's the first day of summer, so it's time to change our candle. Oh, man. Ooh-wee, Ronnie. (laughs) So uh, we were super spoiled this time around, and we had two summer solstice candles gifted to us. Um, I have selected the, uh, the candle given to us by our listener and dear friend, Kate. To burn for this time. The other one will get burned, but will probably be burned for my personal altar use. That candle looks great, by the way. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And it's been uh, outside in the moonlight, and it's been hanging out, and it was on my planting table for a while, getting all kinds of good juju in it. So we're going to do we're gonna do our pillar candle from Kate. Sweet. Sweet. So you're going to light that. And I am going to stare at you doing that. No, 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 let me check. Let me just see where I describe this candle. This candle. So this candle is clearly like wrapped with all kinds of cute little like vines and florals and it curls up around. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do the wrong candle? I did the wrong candle. I did the wrong candle. Your spring candle looked very summery. Yeah, so so the spring candle had all the the vines and everything wrapped around it. Summer candles. This summer candle looks like a bunch of blooming roses. Yep. Just cover it's just yep. a, it's just blooming roses uh all around in this lovely pillar of just bloom 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 bloom. bloom. Yep. It looks like if a candle were also a, a wedding cake. cake. <laughs> very much. Uh very much so. But yeah, it's it's lovely and we are really appreciative fact that uh, we haven't had to buy a candle in a while. We've had lots of candles gifted to us, which is always, always, always appreciated. And like I said, I will be burning the other candle for my personal magical uses. And uh, that's not, you know, not a not a slight to the podcast in any way. It just happens to be at my house. Your sweet, sweet house, which is kitchen witch free. Do you, do you ever plan on getting a kitchen witch? Yeah, I haven't. For, found- for our homestead. We, yeah. have a, we have a couple of chimneys. Yep. They're not 
they're walled off. They're non. They're, they're like they're they're bird nests. At this point. <laughs> or bee. Yeah, or, or yeah. in a perfect world, bees. bees. Nests. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, but uh, you would you are you a kitchen witch? Yeah, I would totally get a kitchen witch. I honestly, they're not something that you see often. You tend to see them um, in like true witchcraft stores or whatever. And like, I just haven't seen one that I really liked. I tend to see ones that look more mass produced. And that's not what I want. I want, I want a really nicely made, handmade one. And I just haven't seen one. Well, let's be honest. The first recorded kitchen witch back in 1599 was in a cupboard near a chimney left in a will where pe- maybe the family didn't even know existed. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Totally possible. I think uh, the last thing I'll mention on kitchen witches for today, uh, because we didn't really say it, is they're also known as Scandinavian kitchen witches. It's kind of thought that this came from Norway specifically. They tend to be, um, they tend to be more prevalent in Norwegian homes. And that somehow made its way to England. How could that ever happen? Don't know. Boats, islands, sailing, culture. Vikings. Close proximity. Stuff. Yeah. It's a real, <laughs> real puzzle. <laughs> what else you got, Ronnie? That's all I got, Dan. That's that's the end? That's that's it. I love it. So uh, can I go panda on you real quick? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ronnie and I just had some some chicken. From a place called the Hen. I'm sure you've talked. Have you talked about Hen on the radio program? No. Yet? So Hen is a food joint at the bottom of the hill that Ronnie's very psyched about, and she has Hen very frequently. But they, they it's like, well, it's it's just this lovely chicken and rice situation. But I had I've learned about and am now obsessed with daikon soup. <laughs> Yeah, they take they do uh, traditional. I can't remember if it's Vietnamese or Thai boiled chicken, um, but they use the chicken water that they boil their chickens in yeah. to make soup, and yeah. it's fucking excellent. It's the kind mm. of like wholesome chicken broth with a single piece of radish in it that like that you were just like if I was sick and I drank this, I'd be better for a month. It's, chi- <laughs> it's chicken chicken tea. It's chicken tea. It's one hundred percent chicken I tea. I love Daigon chicken tea. I I recommend if anybody ever out there in the world is seeing Daikon on a menu. Daikon with Daikon. D a i k o n. Daikon. Yeah. Okay, Daikon. If you see that on the menu, order that soup or whatever. Whatever that. Whatever's whatever's happening there. You want that. Yeah. Get that. Delicious. Mm. <laughs> mm. I, honestly, I feel like every time we record, I'm like, man, you want to get, like, do you want to get hen? But Lindsay's vegetarian and they only do chicken. Yeah, they don't. They, <laughs> no. they, they're like, we, I'm sorry, we that's, can't. No, that's, we <laughs> they can't. know what they're making. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we never order it. Anyway. Faux show. Faux show. All right, Ro- Ronnie. Ronnie. Dan. You, you're a fantastic engineer. We look forward to having Lindsay back. I want to know more about pop, pop, poppets. 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 Poppets, moppets, tiny little dolls. I just feel like like there was a like a a poppet was like an eighties toy. Where it's a popple, like... a popple. It was like a little animal with a pouch, and you could roll him up into his own pouch. No, 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 no. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the thing that was like adjacent to the skip bow, where it was like just a, a oh a, a bop it, bop it. That's what. It, yeah, the, <laughs> I've been thinking about bop it this whole time. 
Oh dear. Like, this twist. is why we need Lindsay. Like, twist and push and button and turn and flip and blah. <laughs> My babysitter had one of those. I used to like to go over to their house and play with it. But, I yeah. was a huge fan of the skip bow because it had a counter on it. So oh, I don't it, know what that. Oh, is that the thing you put around your ankle and then like you, you put swing around in? one ankle and then you just like spin and like jump over it? But it had yeah. a counter, so you could like it immediately made everybody in the neighborhood like super competitive. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. There was it taught also kids the competition. There was there, there was an there was a hierarchy. There was an alpha. <laughs> there was a skip bow alpha out there. <laughs> I was pretty good at that. Uh, the one I always wanted to be good at and sucked at in my neighborhood was the like ball surrounded by the disc that you could like bounce up and down on. We used to like count how many times you could do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sucked at that. I forget what those were called too because the eighties had the best toys. Really, they did. I mean, like even our big wheels had like like emergency brakes on them, so you could like peel out. Oh, that's. That's fancy, expensive people that, toys. That, that <laughs> Knight Rider big wheel had like a little fucking stop. Oh, uh, man, let me tell you. <laughs> Holy shit. Boy, howdy. We've come a long way since 1599 when like, <laughs> you're bequeathed a, like a doll in the cupboard near the chimney. Like, I leave to you, my children, my Knight Rider with the intact. <laughs> Fuck you break and the and my, my skip bow with my still recorded high score of. One thousand nine hundred and eighty-seven skips. <laughs> what a fantastic will! <laughs> That's the equivalent of Ronnie, like just being like, "Yeah, I think we're done." I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I got nothing else. I got nothing else. I'm it is. Cut this it is out. fucking hot up here. It's hot. Well, Ronnie, you need. Like, <laughs> like, all right, all right, let's, let's do a pause for a second. Wheels aside, Ronnie, let's sign off. Okay, Dan. You guys have you you got fridges. You got your, your things. You got your things. <laughs> Do we need to follow up on any stickers or any news or anything? No, 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 no. Um, I, I still have some stickers to give away. So if you want some stickers to plaster around your neighborhood, remember, on public property only, not on pi- private property. Hey man, <laughs> I put my stickers where I want, bro. Yeah, I know. Once they're your sticker, you can do with you know do do what you want with them. Just don't be an ass. Don't Are be an co- ass. You're covering liable right now. No, I'm just saying don't be an ass. I think I think it's rude. Well, don't be an ass is implied when you get <laughs> no pervs, no Nazis. Fair enough. <laughs> go fuck. Like if you're if you're doing something where someone could justifiably be like, go fuck yourself, then don't do that. <laughs> and by the way, say go fuck yourself to people more often because they need to hear it. That's 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 a pa- that's my that's, pan. That's your panda. That's my that's panda. Your panda <laughs> advice. <laughs> well, yeah. If you want stickers or um, pins, we also have pins. So if you'd like a sticker or a pin, a handful of each, drop us a line five c two p pod at gmail or on Instagram. Send us uh, an address, and I will send you some shit. Pretty simple. We'll be back next week, I think. Probably. Ronnie, we're definitely gonna come back next week. All right. It, I, I pr- and I also promise there will never be just a panda episode. <laughs> that would be weird. I will offer that to, to the dear listeners. Ronnie, Ronnie. Yeah, what? Whoa. Next week. Yeah. Tell the kids about your ladybug army. Oh, tell them about it next week? Yeah. Okay, next week. Really ladybugs. give them the full insight on the ladybug <laughs> army. All right, if you want to hear about my ladybug army, come back again next week. Now, I know you liked that on the Instagram, guys. She's doing the, she's just doing all the research and all the, she wants to give you the full download on the ladybug armor. Her scarlet witches. (laughs) Her. I think that's trademarked. 
Is it? Uh, yeah. I could say Scarlet Witches, though, right? I think so. Is there a helicopter zooming over the house right now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they would, they would crash through the windows <laughs> and get me? Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, I definitely want to hear more about uh, about all of these these random yes. dolls and all their facsimiles, but I want to know most about your Ladybug Army. All right. Let's do it next time around. All right, next week, Ladybug Army. Until then, no pervs, no Nazis. Never. Ever, ever. Ever. Did I do it right? Pretty close. I don't want to like... Don't, you're not- Panda!